Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey! Roto-Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. Let's go! The Morning Grind, Stevie, TPFL, and company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie, TPFL. It's Tuesday, it is February 19th, it's 2019, and yes, we are going to talk some hockey on the podcast today. I am joined by a good friend, a longtime friend for me in the industry, one of my better friends in the industry. We don't get to talk much until baseball starts, but I'm really excited to have my buddy Paul Bogslight. You guys know him here on Rotor Grinders. What is happening, my dude? Not too much, Steve. Glad to be uh, make my get finally here on the podcast. You know, it's been a while. You know, I know you've tried to have me on a couple times, and yeah, I, I'm glad it worked out. You know, NBA is a slow week. I heard you had a pretty good week in NASCAR, but um, it's good. it's hockey time for me. This is this is uh, this is the best time of year. You know, you look at you look at the NBA All Star break, and everybody, you know, you see all these guys trying, you know. NHL for the first time and I did it a couple years ago and now I've gotten to the point where I I just I enjoy a couple days off like we went to Disney today my daughter turned seven on Wednesday so like we did the Disney thing today because they didn't have school and like I just enjoy a couple days off I'm getting a massage tomorrow Uh, I'm playing golf on Wednesday like I'm using this time for me to just kind of relax and you know start looking at some baseball stuff but I'm sure you get really excited knowing that you get some fresh meat. You probably get bigger tournaments, right? Like I'm guessing the tournaments go up a little bit here during the all-star break. Yeah. I mean, it's not so much about the fresh meat. I mean, you know, it is what it is, but it's more about the contest size. I mean, we don't really get contests this big. Um, you know, we've seen a bigger in the past, but still, I mean, this is, this is, if you're strictly an NHL guy, I mean, I'm not strictly an NHL guy, but I don't play basketball when football season's done and you know Sundays are my days off so I I like NASCAR but I don't really get into that but um you know these this is really the type of year time of year you look for when you when it comes to hockey because the contests are bigger yeah so you got you got massive contests up on DraftKings I'm sure FanDuel has some big stuff up as well you guys want to play maybe take Boggs advice go over to our sponsor site fantasydraft.com Sign up through the Rotogrinders links. That way you help us out. Um, you know, they are the sponsor of the podcast. They're making this happen each and every day. You know, we took a couple days off, but we're back, back here on the grind talking some hockey. 
they got some smaller contests up for hockey. So you're probably not playing against guys like Boggs or, you know, maybe Pepsi and these guys that are like these NHL sharks. And you can play these smaller contests and, you know, turn a few dollars and uh, take what Boggs has to say here. I know Boggs and Pepsi has a Grinders live show. This is going to be like a first look for you. Um, that's what we're all about here on the on the morning grind. We're, we're here to talk some first looks. So let's get started. We start with Buffalo at Florida. Um, so we're looking at this isn't a back-to-back for either team. I, I'm Okay, so really quick, just sure. a quick, really quick. I don't do hockey. I am not mm-hmm. here to do hockey. I am here to host. I am here to hopefully make Boggs laugh a little bit at my, my, my terrible hockey stuff. But I'm here to tell you who's playing, tell you who the projected goalies are, and let Boggs do his thing, maybe ask some dumb questions, make a fool of myself. Um, the one thing that I do like about hockey that I, I learned years ago is it's stacking. And I like to stack in baseball. So that's the one thing that like it draws you in. I just for me, I'm not a I'm not a degenerate. I don't need I don't need to play hockey while no basketball is going. So I can take a little break here. But just wanted to say that really quick. We're looking at Carter Hutton um, on the Buffalo side, and he is projected with a confirmed Reamer um, on the Panther side. Boggs, what are we looking at in this game? Yeah, this is a well, just to kind of give you a little bit of an overview of the slate, and it kind of drives me insane. You know, the NHL, they should be capitalizing on the NBA All Star break. And we've seen, aside from tonight, where there's just, you know, it's still going right now, goals left and right. Um, the, the games on this slate in particular are, it's going to be a, a pretty tough slate, um, not to de- deter anyone away from playing by any means but it's you know you got a lot of you know somewhat you know kind of boring type games just based on the way that they're set up the home teams and whatnot i just wish that you know just to kind of not to to digress but that um you know the nhl would you know schedule games that you know they knew would be you know a lot more high scoring but regardless um going back to this game um, it has some goal potential, you know, Florida, they're, they're, they're a strong team. Um, you know, they're, they've made some changes, shuffled up their lines. That's always difficult. Buffalo, a team that is, you know, not one that they're not a dumpster fire like they were in years past. Um, they've got a very good defensive system under, you know, Phil Housley, their head coach. Um, but they're a team that is different at home than they are on the road and that's what we have here they're on the road so you know you could get some shares of you know any one of the the top two lines in florida uh, always it seems that they're always highly owned uh the top line for buffalo with eichel skinner and looks like reinhardt's back up there at least as of this podcast um that's that's a line on a team you know, if you're looking at target potential that, that has some potential. But again, Florida, they're on home ice. They get to dictate the matchups. They've got, you know, two pretty good two-way centers. So, you know, I, I might you might hear me say this a lot during this podcast, but I think that this game is one that, you know, might not be, uh, you know, one that you really have to load up on for fantasy purposes. No, that's fine. I, I'm a noob, man. Like I, I want, I want the good games. Like I want that sneaky game. I want, I don't want a game that's gonna have defense. Like we want goals. Like 
we have these top heavy tournaments. Like we want some goals. Uh, so that's fine. Um, I don't think the listeners are going to be mad about that at all. Um, if I mispronounce any goalie's name or if I'm wrong about any projected goalie, I wrote this down like a couple hours ago. Uh, so yes, I'm probably going to mess up somebody's name, but if I have any of the goalies wrong, um, projected or anything, just tell me I'm an idiot. That's fine. Um, I'm perfectly okay with that. Steve, you, you can't even pronounce half the, half of the MLB, right? I can't expect you to pronounce <laughs> any of these guys in hockey, right? Hey, you'd be proud of me, Boggs. I have I have started to go on the, the, the YouTube machine and I've started to actually try to pronounce these guys' names. I was getting so much heat about it that I just got to the point where I was like, all right, I'll take a few minutes. And there's sometimes that I'll go learn a name and five minutes later when I'm talking about it on the podcast, I'll forget it already. So um right. yeah. never change, never change. Yeah, I got, I got a, got a, what is that hashtag brand? Got to stick to it. Like, um, all right. Next up, we got Pittsburgh and New Jersey, uh, the Devils. So Matt Murray is projected, and Corey Schneider, um, is projected for New Jersey. Now, Boggs, I'm not a hockey guy, but I'm seeing here like a really good Pittsburgh team and a goalie for the Devils that looks like he stinks. Um, it, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, the guy, what, a, what a, almost four goals allowed per game, like 3.7, and he's 2-7-2. Two and seven and two. Like, against the Pittsburgh team, this seems like one of these juicy spots. But, you know, if I'm seeing it, that means a lot of people are probably seeing it. Yeah. Um, you know, Corey Schneider, poor guy. Um, he was, you know, supposed to be an elite goalie coming up. Um you know, dealt with some injuries and whatnot last year. Uh, and oddly enough, hasn't won since, you know, the middle of last year. Um, this one, it, it, it screens a trap game, but at the same time, the Devils are, you know, not in, uh, you know, any sort of a playoff position. They've been really horrible, more so on the road than at home. Um, it's, a, a place where the, the we always joke us in the, you know in the NHL DFS we always joke that there's the scorekeeper in New Jersey just you know won't record shots on goal just to try and make it seem like a boring style game which is how New Jersey historically has played um, but at the same time you know I'm not saying that this is going to be Corey Schneider's first win I mean hey it could be. NHL has probably even more variants than, than MLB when you factor in all sorts of different lines and, you know, you know, pucks flying all over the place. But you're definitely on the Pittsburgh side of things here. I mean, they're obviously the much better team. You know, they, it looks like they're getting Malkin back. Um, they missed him previously. And if anything, this is a spot where I think maybe – if you want to be want to, you know, in a, in a tournament potentially pivot, you could. Um, but at the same time, it's pretty much all Pittsburgh here. I, I really don't think you got to mess around with New Jersey. They're missing their best player who basically carried them to the playoffs last year. So, you know, and they just really haven't gotten anything going. I know that they're back home, but uh, it, it's a tough spot here, here for the Devils. And as far as Pittsburgh's concerned, you know, it's always Crosby, Malkin when they're on the ice. Um, the tough thing about Pittsburgh is, you know, you never really know where that scoring is going to come from. And you always want to really target their elite power play. 
but this is not a good power play matchup. It, you know, I want to give any hope for the devil. So, uh, you know, it's early, um, but I, I would, I would probably say at this point that the, the devil or the, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to be highly owned and, you know, it might be a spot to, to pivot in tournaments. So, all right. So the noob question, I'm going to ask a bunch of these. Um, if you're knowing like Pittsburgh is going to be popular, you know, if, especially like you're looking at the, this spinorama 300k tournament on DraftKings that's paying 33% of the field to first place. Like, is this a spot that would you stack like the second second line to try to be different, knowing that they might score and maybe stack the second line, or is it just a spot that if you're going to take a stand, you take a stand, or is it really just too early in the day to make that decision? Yeah, you know, in NHL, it really depends. And then I think that's where a lot of people, you know, kind of get lost at times. People think that, you know, at times it can, you know, they're focused on minutes, but that's not how it works in hockey. Minutes don't equal production like they do in basketball. So, I mean, people would obviously gravitate towards the first line and, you know, Crosby's a household name. Um, but you dip down to that second line. And if it was a good power play matchup, which this one isn't, you know, you would you would see that you get Malkin and Kessel who are going to be on that top power play, whereas, you know, Crosby, uh, you know, Gensel could be up there, but it looks like another guy in the third line, Hornquist, who usually is up on that top power play unit, uh, would be there. So that's what the difficulty comes from Pittsburgh because they can they can score from all three lines. So you really want to kind of figure out, you want to maximize that potential you know, we talk about that there are one line teams um, and that's not, you know, necessarily true, but we say that because so much production comes from that one line. Uh, Pittsburgh is not a one line team. And when they're in a great matchup and this is not a bad matchup, but when they're in a great matchup, it becomes difficult because they can break the slate, but you just don't know where that scoring is going to come from. All right. See, that's why we got. That's why I'm gonna ask you these questions. Um, we do move on here to a team that I'm 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 somewhat familiar with. I get alerts every day um, that they play, and that's Tampa Bay Lightning. I really only start watching hockey in the playoffs, and the only team I really care about is the Lightning. It's just, I, I'll be honest. Do you want you want to know why I like the Lightning Bugs? Because they have this awesome Lightning thing uh, in the arena when they score. Um, it's really cool. I can't even describe how it works or anything, but it's. It's awesome. I love going to Lightning games when I'm down in Tampa. Uh, Tampa against Philly, uh, playing the Flyers. So it is a back-to-back for Tampa. I know this because I got the alert earlier. They beat the Blue Jackets, I think. Columbus, right? Like, hey, look yeah. at this. I, I know what I'm talking about here. I, I really don't. Um, so that probably means um, Domingo is going to be goaling for Tampa. Um, we'll put him as projected, I guess, on the back-to-back. And then Carter Hart uh, for Philly. Now... We we consider back-to-backs and three and four nights and stuff like that for basketball. Is this something, you know, Tampa looks like they had a pretty, you know, cakewalk against Columbus. Um, talk to me about this really quick. Yeah, so, you know, and this is just my personal opinion. I don't think it matters, uh, the back-to-backs, you know, and they have three and four nights in, in NHL. Um, so much early in the year, but we're in the second half here and it, it really becomes, you know, how the game goes. And like you mentioned, you know, Tampa Bay, they cruised 
you know, to to a victory tonight. But it looked like, you know, they got, you know, outplayed, at least, you know, in the first period of that game. Um, so definitely, you know, don't expect Vasilevsky because he worked hard tonight to be in the net. Um, I was actually, you know, damn, I was going to try and have you pronounce his name. Um, but, um, and and that's the thing is uh, the backup, Louis Domingue, he's awful, god awful. He might be the worst goalie in the league. Uh, and they don't need a good goalie as their backup. They just need someone cheap. But, you know, that's near here or there. So this game is a one that is interesting. But at the same time, Philadelphia, and again, I, I don't want to sound like a burger record, but a lot of these teams you're going to hear me talk about, they're just not that fun when they're on home ice because they control the pace of the game. Philly, that's what they've been trying to do it, do all year. They've you know, kind of come into a recent hot streak here. Um, but regardless, this is an excellent power play matchup, matchup for Tampa Bay. And they've got the best power play in the league. And if you've ever watched it, um, and you know you don't even have to be a fan of that it uh you can tell these guys just are so damn good on the power play so that's how i could see tampa bay opening up this game but if philly stays somewhat disciplined you know this is another spot where i think you can expect a, a home team that's high power high flying you know like a pittsburgh Tampa bay come into a game that just doesn't really you know jump off the page or really you know, you might regret not paying up for the prices that Tampa Bay guys are are, uh, are going for. So, I, like I said, I know a little bit about Tampa. I know that Point and Stamkos, they're both centers, and they typically will play together on the power play. Um, you know, Point, he's come out of nowhere, right? Like, this guy is just – he's legit. Um, yeah. uh, so – like, is this an opportunity to, like, get exposure to two different lines plus the power play unit, you know, for, like, Tampa? And, you know, they're expensive, but, like, you know, you're getting exposure to two lines plus the power play. And if they do score three or four goals, like, you're cruising. Like, I'm just – hey, like I said, I'm you know, I'm trying to, trying to understand this as we go. Like I said, I played hockey a couple years ago, but nothing like you do. Um, that's why I brought on the best. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, uh, this is fun for me, too. Um, one day I'm, I'm going to reach out to you for an NBA tutorial. But, uh, <laughs> you know, on a nine-game slate, I don't typically like that strategy, you know, just targeting the power play. I know that I mentioned that, you know, if this game gets wide open, it's likely because Phil Philadelphia gets undisciplined and takes some stupid penalties where that Tampa Bay power play, you know, goes off. But... I would make a stand one way or the other. The bottom line is with this game is I don't know how Philly's going to match up with Tampa Bay. Um, you know, they've got a pretty good two-way guy. You know, we two-way, a good defensive center that doesn't, you know, give up a lot of goals in Sean Couturier. Uh, I, I easily expect him to go against uh, your boy, Braden Point, and Kucherov, which has been the most lethal line. And, you know, Giroux. Connect me, Van Riemsdyk, to go against Stamkos and, and what is technically the top line for Tampa Bay. But I mean, the, the top line is the line with Kucherov. But regardless, so I can see at even strength this game not, you know, getting out of hand one way or another, aside from poor goalie, goaltending. Um, but at the same time, if Lou Deming is in that, uh, you know, Tampa Bay, they went through a stretch without their top goalie, Vasilevsky, 
for, you know, I think it was a couple, you know, three, four weeks. And they got into these just shootouts left and right. So it, it it's a game that is definitely fantasy relevant, but you know, I just I I I, I would take the you know I, I kind of need to wait and see uh, of what I think the, the ownership would be tomorrow because people don't like taking teams on back to backs. Philly's been much better, so for that reason, you know, I, I I'm kind of indifferent about it all right now. No, that's fine. Uh, they got to check you out on Grinders Live on you know, Tuesday when you guys are breaking it down. You have more of a better idea. So we're giving a first look, like we always do. Rangers and Hurricanes. Um, Lundquist. Um, my dad's my dad's favorite hockey team is the Rangers. Um, don't ask me where it c- has come from, but I grew up watching the Rangers because of my dad. Uh, I'm going to screw this guy's name up. I, I can already see that. Um, Curtis McKinney, um, <laughs> right? I, I screwed it up, right? I, I mean, it, it's I've seen worse from you, Stevie. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, as long as McElini. we've had worse, um, that's fine. McElini. Um, What are we looking at here? This this is a game that just right on the onset of things, I'm, I'm really intrigued intrigued and it's really one-sided um you know the rangers are a team that you know all season long where they're on home run they're just not a good defensive team carolina on the other hand is an elite offensive team uh they're a team that often gets overlooked especially in tournaments um but at the same time they get you know throughout the whole year they've been you know kind of snake bitten um, a poor puck luck. I mean, this is among the, the you know top five teams in just about every peripheral stat that the NHL you know we look for. Um, they just at times just can't find seem to put the puck in the back of the net. But I'm all over Carolina early here. I, I doubt that'll change tomorrow. Uh, and you've you know Carolina, they've got you know two and a half decent lines. Uh, but really, it, it's that top line that you're looking at with Aho, Niederreiter, and Justin Williams. Uh, it really starts with Aho. He's been the best player. Uh, Carolina is missing, you know, an important one of those two-way guys that I just mentioned in, in Jordan Stahl. But um, they, they still continue to put up a ton of shots on net. Um, and Lundquist, your boy, uh, your dad's boy, uh, is he's not elite like he used to be. Uh, and, and he doesn't get any help in his own de- defensive end. So it's really all Carolina here. You can target their power play. They're not necessarily that great on the power play, but um, I would just focus on one of the top two lines. If you want to get cute, look for some value. You got a guy in that third line, Svechnikov and Martinuk, um, that you can formulate a mini stack around uh, for some cheap exposure. But this is a spot where, you know, Carolina, they're on home ice. They dictate the matchup, and more importantly, they dictate the pace. And I think they could easily run the Rangers out of the building here. All right. Moving on. Um, the Blue Jackets and the Canadians. Um, Boggs, I'm going to need your help with this Blue Jackets one. I could not find – I know they're on a back-to-back. They played Tampa on Monday. I could not find – if they would, if they use the backup or who the backup is, so you can help me with that one. I know it, it's projected to be Carey Price on the Canadians. I found that, um, like I said, I was looking at this two two hours ago, and they were, I think, they were even still playing. So 
Um, fill me in on what we're looking at here and um, who could potentially be the goalie for Blue Jackets. Yeah, so, you know, the Blue Jackets are kind of an enigma. Their, their coach is, um, I mean, he's just a dick. Uh, his name's <laughs> John Tortorello. We call him Torts. And you don't know what he's ever going to do. But he, oddly enough, started the backup uh, tonight against uh, your boys. Uh, so that's what threw me off. Yeah, and so I was, was looking like, at this like I was looking at this dude like JF uh, Bar Bar Beard Boob or whatever like uh, yeah I was like this guy has this guy even played a game I was that's what threw me off all right yeah so I haven't lost my mind like, I don't know if it, who knows what they're doing but bottom line is their starter is Bobrovsky and he hasn't been great this year but you know he's still their number one guy and it looks like he's going for this game here in montreal and look i mean they were on home ice they, sh they probably should have tried to win that game against uh, your boys there but um you know hey, this is a spot where i think you know you might want to get some exposure to, to montreal montreal kind of like carolina just got done talking about their team that kind of goes overlooked at times just because they don't really have any household names there's no crosby's stamp coaches of the world um but another team that shoots a ton you know drives play has you know the dominant puck possession numbers and it's a spot where i think that you can definitely maybe expose you know a, a blue jackets team that you know kind of shit the bed on home ice in their last game so i have a little bit of interest in montreal here how much yet i'm not quite sure but um this Again, I kind of need to gauge how I think the ownership will be. And some of that goes on Vegas. Some of it, you know, just by, you know, how the team played in the recent, you know, recent game and, and especially the, the night before. But um, Montreal, definitely, you can target them. Uh, I wouldn't go crazy with them. But uh, I'll say this. I like Carolina more than Montreal. For its All right. No, it's May. Learning something new every day. Um, thought we were going to see a goalie that never played before this season. Um, so learning new stuff every day. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs, St. Louis Blues. Eric Crane's team, right? Isn't he a big Blues fan? Um, Fed Frederick Anderson and Jake Allen um, are the two projected. Neither one confirmed yet. Um, what are we looking at here in this game? Yeah, so this is, this is a game that... Another one of these games, uh, I can I keep saying it, but uh, people are obviously high on the Leafs this year. People think that the Blues uh, are toast, but the Blues, you know, and give uh, give Crane some credit. He's been a fan through and through. Uh, they're rolling. Um, I think that they've won like 12 or 11 of the last 13 games or something like that. Uh, and... You know the Leafs, while they're they they keep rolling themselves. This is another game that I think is a potential trap game. Um, again, I won't go crazy here because we've seen some things that I didn't think we'd see even tonight. But um, it's just the Blues. They have some confidence, and I think that's what they lacked all year when they were losing games left and right. They suffered poor goaltending. They brought in a rookie who's you know pretty damn good. Uh, the Leafs, they're on the tail end of a long road trip. Seems like they want to get home. Uh, I just, I, I'm not seeing this one from the onset of things. You know, 
the numbers will obviously tell you something different based if, you know, upon the way you looked at it. But uh, the Blues, they they just keep winning. And uh, the Leafs, again, I, you know, I was really high on them the other, the other night when they were in Arizona. It was basically a home game for them. They probably had 75% of that building, which wasn't full, uh, Leafs fans in there. You know, Austin Matthews, the American kid, he's from Arizona. Uh, and they were they were expecting to go wild, but the Leafs just didn't show up. Uh, that's not typical, but at the same time, the way the Blues have been playing, I, I I'm right at the moment right now not not excited about this game in general. All right, um, you know we gotta give we gotta give Crane some love. You know yeah. it's it's like you know I'm a Magic fan. Like our team stinks, but you gotta be that fan. Like you still gotta you gotta root your team on. You gotta. You know how bad did Boston stink for how long? Like before they won a World Series. So you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta root on your teams and just be happy. And you know eventually it will come around. Hopefully, so um, for Crane's sake, I hope the Blues come around. But we move on to I lost my my tab here. Anaheim and Minnesota. Um, so I had John Gibson, but when I was looking at the Vegas site, they had out. Um, I don't know. Like maybe you could talk on this more. Maybe he's gonna play. Um, and then I'm gonna screw up this guy's name. It's Devin Dubnik. Um, th- I, was I close? It, that's actually how I say it. Uh, but <laughs> technically, it's yes. But I, hey. I, yeah, I'm struggling there, so I just call him Dubnik. Yeah, perfect. Hey, if I'm on Boggs' page, we're good. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is my team, the Ducks. Uh, they've been. Uh, it's been a wild season. I mean, they started out hot and no one expected him. They've dealt with so many injuries and then they just went into free fall. Um, but they showed up in their last game. This is a game I think can make and break tournaments, to be honest with you. And uh, believe me, as much as I'm a, a homer, people will tell me, you know, I, I love my home teams and especially the Ducks. I think this is kind of a letdown spot. I mean, they had a big retirement ceremony in their last game for former defenseman, Scott Niedermeyer, uh, you know, and they came out and they showed up They beat the Capitals. I don't think anyone saw that coming. This is a spot where I think, you know, maybe Minnesota could, you know, kind of really take advantage of the fact that the Ducks, you know, don't really have a structure going on. I mean, their, their GM, they fired their coach and then the GM just decided I'm, hey, I'm going to start coaching and he's never coached before. So, it's interesting. This is a game that, again, it, it worries me. But at the same time, Minnesota is a, a strong defensive team. Um, they are among the best in the league, to be honest with you. They don't give a lot of, a lot of scoring chances. Um, but they also, they're missing their best defensive center, who's out for the year. So I, I don't see my Ducks going in to Minnesota and, you know, lighting up the wild in a way where you want to target the ducks and, you know, at low ownership, but I think Minnesota at potentially low ownership, depending on their lines, um, because that that's a fluid situation uh, could, could ultimately pay off. And as far as Gibson's concerned, um, you brought up, I, I, I honestly don't even know about that. Um, as far as I'm concerned, he was still, he was still banged up, but if he's, if he's a net, then, this is probably not that fantasy relevant, but um, if he isn't, 
you know, then I think you can maybe target some wild at low ownership. All right. Um, I've known Boggs long enough to know, even though he's a homer, he's going to give you the best advice possible. Um, so not worried about you being a homer whatsoever. Um, so we got the Predators and the Stars, uh, obviously a bunch of Nashville Predator fans um, in the RG office. Um, Rennie against Nabadobin. Uh, close enough, right? Um, what's that? Kudobin. Hey, close enough. I, I'm, I'm, you know, we're doing all right here. I think you're trying to go with a hobby bullying. Hey, like, I, that, okay, so I, I, I'm not crazy. I knew there was a guy at that name. Um, so is Nashville good? Um, I, I don't know. Is Nashville good this year? I know they were good. Was it last year or the year before? Yeah, they're, they're good. Um, Sure we have to we that. have to like go in Slack and they're like talking about it all the time and like I yeah. want one of those hats though like anybody that's listening that's in the Nashville office um they only sell them at the arena they have like smash on the top like I want one of those um not in Predators colors just the you know you know <laughs> made black and white colors. yeah like black and white um, yeah even better red and black um Boggs what are we looking at here um in this game. See, this is another game where, well, to be honest with you, I mean, to answer your question, Nashville's they're they're good. Um, you know what I mean, they're gonna, they're going to cruise into the playoffs, and you know they need to get some other guys going. But I talked about it earlier, you know, a one line team, and that's what Nashville is right now. I mean, in the past they've had scoring from their second line, which is you know Pepsi and I used to be our favorite, Terrence, Fiala, and Smith. Those guys have broken up. They haven't really gelled well. You know, they've dealt with some injuries, but the one constant for this team has been that top line. It's elite. Um, the bottom line is, you know, they're on the road. Um, uh, you know, Dallas, they'll counter with their top line, and their top line is they're essentially a one-line team as well. It's, a, it's the same situation except, you know, Nashville has been able to weather the storm, whereas Dallas, you know, they've been healthy, but they haven't really put it all together outside of their top line and it's just been a mess really to be honest with you um you know for the, for the better part of the season for dallas so it's a game these are games that in these central division teams you know when, when it's it's not a playoff atmosphere i don't want to call it that but you know it's tight checking you know very physical and they usually amount to you know pretty low scoring games and these two teams played each other quite a bit here recently. I, I'm not seeing anything, you know, you know, stick out. Um, but at the same time, there's potential there because you do have essentially a one-line team in Nashville, one-line team in Dallas. They're going to go head-to-head. You don't have to worry about plus-minus in hockey anymore these days. They're going to get a ton of ice time. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, I, I really don't have a strong take on this game either way. I don't think it's going to be worth paying up for these guys because it's one of my teams. It's not like they're getting any value. So for that reason, I, I probably wouldn't get too high on either side of this game. So what you're saying is Nashville is just missing um, Mike Fisher. That's, that's all he's, he's too busy. <laughs> he's too busy making babies with Carrie Underwood. Like talk about, talk about a great retirement. Um, you know, Let's just travel across the you know country still, but you know with my smoking hot wife, um, Miss Underwood. So yeah, well, that's well all... do you think it's 
you think it's uh you know more demoralizing the fact that she probably has made more than he has in his entire career in one year uh, <laughs> or do you think that hey you know I, I was a professional athlete you know I, I'm, I'm dating a pretty hot country singer or i'm married to one um it's interesting you, you, you know, let's just be realistic for a second like he could provide for himself like he's made sure. enough money like oh absolutely but you know when you're, every when time you're, I, when, yeah but when your broad is worth 15 times more than you or 100 times more than you um i don't know would that i don't think head? i'd be mad about it like <laughs> i wouldn't either to be like, yeah. you know like you know carrie carrie does her thing she's awesome like you know we listen to carrie underwood all the time um actually going to see her in concert in october um nice. that's what so my wife wanted uh, for her birthday last year, and we thought it was this October um, that just passed. And like, I bought the tickets, and we were getting all excited, and we realized it was 2019. So had these tickets for a while. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man! All right. So last game here. The one thing that I do like about this hockey slate, Boggs, is like two-hour window from start to the last start mm -hmm. of games. So like, you're gonna have action going. You're gonna be sweating this whole time. Um, Arizona uh, against uh, Edmonton uh, Oilers. Oilers, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, Darcy Kemper against Cam Talbot. Um, well, that Cam Talbot ain't starting. He's not on the team anymore. But oh well, that's who I had projected. So um, I'm wrong. Um, Kemper's confirmed. Um, who do we got starting on the Oilers? Uh. You know, they just traded the, the goalie. Everyone thinks it's starting. That's just because he's their de facto starter. It's probably Koskinen. Um, they just traded Talbot to the Flyers. Um, Stolarz, or he could he could start. Uh, you know, regardless, it's an interesting game to me. I mean, Arizona is a team that you know last year. They were the Buffalo Sabres of the league two years ago. Where you just it was fantasy gold. You just stack a team against them, and you know you're probably going to do pretty good. But uh, Arizona did, did short them some things up. Edmonton, on the other hand, uh, they're just a, a team without an identity. Um, you know they've dealt with coaching changes, ton of trades. The one constant, however, is the fact that they have the best player in the league in Connor McDavid. And I've heard he's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty damn good. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know if he's a Stamkos, but I heard McDan McDavid's pretty good. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say this from a fantasy perspective: McDavid's a lot better than Stamkos. I think the debate's up, you know. But at the same time, they McDavid's still in real life, it, you know shoulders you know a, a bigger load stamkos is just an offensive guy they have point your boy to, to to do the dirty work against the, the team's best team the opposition but the oilers they just throw mcdavid out there for 30 half the half the game um and that's why he you know i don't even haven't looked at it recently but he's got something like start of the year he scored but he was involved in like every one of their teams like first 20 goals which is just unheard of i mean so it goes to show you know when i say one line team 
this is me not even a one-line team. This is a one-player team, um, and they've got a good <laughs> player alongside of him in Drysaddle. Those are the only two constants on this team. So I have a little bit of interest. I'm I expect it to be popular, but it's a spot where at times I'll say, yeah, you know, I'll eat the chalk, but you know, I can differentiate in other ways. And an easy way to do that would be to fade the the plug uh, goon winger that is currently on their on their uh, line and, and Zach Cassian. You just don't have to play him. Um, but at the same time, if he does, you know, chip in on the goal here, then you're kind of hoping you differentiate the right way. So, I mean, it's a good, it's a good spot. It's not a great spot, but just based on the fact, you know, what McDavid does on a nightly basis, he's almost at, at times impossible to fade. I mean, I don't know how to put a, uh, NBA comparison. It's kind of like, you know, Harden, James Harden. You know. Harden without Chris Paul. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I won't say that. Don't quote me on that because, you know, I don't I don't follow NBA. But I know that I've, you know, I follow all you guys on Twitter. I try and I try to delete NBA, that just the, the thing, the word NBA from my Twitter. Um, but I see you guys all talk about Harden. You know, I didn't know they went through a streak. But, I mean, McDavid is the same way. He's, he's got so much talent. He checks just every box. So him and Drysaddle, if they're on the same line, they're always in play for me. I don't. If I want to get you know differentiate, I'll leave off a winger um, and just go with a little mini two game two man stack. But at the same time, you know Cassian is, is dirt cheap. So I, you know if you want to play, go for it. So you know as far as just pure floor and I, I don't know what you know I, i'm guessing hockey is kind of like baseball we're not really looking for floor we're just looking for production um a, a guy could skate 25 minutes and score n- no goals or assists and you know you know i you know i know that much i guess so like if you had to take somebody and just say like i would say like my best chance to score a goal on this slate would be McDavid or would you have somebody else as that guy? You know, I wouldn't say that McDavid would get a goal, but I'd say McDavid would get you there to get it to, 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 you know, reach his quote value. You know, you know what I mean? And there's no value. There's no point for dollar value in hockey, just like there is in the baseball. I'll say that you could pretty much, there's a pretty, probably a little bit of a higher floor for hockey because, if McDavid, I can guarantee if McDavid's out there for 25 minutes like he is on a nightly basis, there's no way he's going to get a zero. Whereas, you know, you know, your boy Mookie Betts could just have an off night and go over five. So he'd still steal a base, not like Mike <laughs> Trout. Mike Trout yeah. stinks. Real MVP. Yeah, no, and that's true. But it, it, it's about <laughs> as close to those guys, to be honest with you, as, as you can get. So, I mean, I would say right now, early thing and you know a lot of people might not get excited about that because it's not too in-depth but you know make david probably someone that is 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 not gonna not gonna burn me i'll say that so what you know pretty much from what i've i've gathered here boggs is we like mcdavid arizona's on a back-to-back the upside is certainly there for this guy to have a monster game um if you're looking to be different, maybe stay away from Pittsburgh. Um, potentially look at Carolina. 
Um, you know, we talked about Tampa a little bit um, with their potential to blow up. Yeah. Hey, I, I felt like it was useful. Um, you know, I don't really have a ton of questions. Um, I was pretty much asking them as we were going on. Um, I will say that if, if I had to project, like, just knowing that, like, a, a lot of new people are going to be playing, they're probably looking at Vegas. Um, we're looking at, like, Tampa has a, the highest total um, as far as, like, score uh, goes. Like, it's a seven goal uh, over under. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but no, I you're fine. To jump in. Uh, you know, I don't think Vegas is a bad place to start. Uh, the, just the reason I don't necessarily rely on it is because you know think about it you know every game is it's either a six and a half six five and a half and maybe a five total and then you know it's it, it's a money line game and then that's all good fine but it, it's a high variant sport you know there are power plays involved there's so many different aspects that can just ultimately change a game that i don't necessarily think that the biggest that's why I always rip on it on the shows. I'll say that, you know, and, and if any of the people watch our shows, you know, watch, watch me and I always say, I don't care about Vegas. I think it's a decent spot um, to start, uh, but I, I just don't rely on it. No. And we talk about this with baseball all the time, yeah. right? Like this is yeah. something that we talk about with baseball all the time. We can find flaws in a pitcher being minus 200 all the time. You know, it's just, Obviously, you could always start there. We we start there with basketball because Vegas tells us a lot about you know with the projected totals, um, you know, pace of games is usually what drives um, the basketball total. So yeah, we use Vegas a lot when we're talking basketball, but that's not the case when we're talking baseball. You know, baseball gives you a good idea of maybe pitchers in really good spots and like, but you have to use stats to back that up and. I'm glad that you're not a Vegas NHL guy. Um, I'm glad that you take stands, you do the research, you put in the time. Um, Boggs, you and Pepsi will be breaking down this NHL slate on Grinders Live uh, tomorrow, which, well, today, Tuesday. Uh, we're recording this night before like we always do, but you guys will be on there Tuesday, which is today, if you're listening to this podcast in the morning, um, breaking down the slate, your final thoughts on everything going on there I appreciate you joining me, man. Um, you know, you and Big T took me in um, Beer Maker's Money at some cornhole. We went seven games. You guys beat us four to three. It was a, it was a humiliating, humiliating defeat for me. I don't usually lose at cornhole, but hey, Boggs held his own here, and uh, Big T's legit. That guy can um, that guy can he toss a cornhole is. around. Hey, I, I gotta say, believe me, I I'm pretty competitive. Uh, you know, just hoping to play some beer pong, didn't get to out there. You know, I play some cornhole back here at home, and you know, I, I easily hustle my friends, um, you know, here. But I, I gotta tell you, I was the, clearly the worst, um, at least on that court we were playing on, if you want to call it that. But uh, yeah, we I mean, were playing all right. Let, let's just sum this up really quick. The first couple games was in the RG office, we had nowhere to move. Me and Boggs are throwing around desks while Tony and Beer have this huge open area. And then we got to the point where it got so competitive and we, we started risking some jelly beans. Um, we went out into the hallway and you still couldn't throw it too high because if you threw it too high, 
you'd hit the lights um, in the hallway. So I did that a neutral, couple times. We both had – obviously, <laughs> all four of us had to play with it. And Big T just – you know, he showed off and, like, he, he's legit. But I, I just wanted to throw it out there that we weren't playing – outside drinking some beers in the front lawn um cornhole but man it was fun um it's always good to see you guys uh i've known boggs for a long time uh we've known each other we've worked we've been working together on rg for a long time so boggs does a great job with everything he does 3 p.m eastern boggs and pepsi breaking down this nhl slate on grinders live boggs i appreciate you joining me that's gonna wrap it up here for the tuesday edition of the morning grind We'll be back tomorrow. Don't know what we're talking about yet, but we'll be back. Uh, we're either going to talk some early MLB. We're going to talk maybe some NBA strategy, or I might try to con Notorious into coming on and potentially talking some golf. So we'll be back tomorrow. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.